Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness, brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementopie.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. We're back. It's 2013. That is the year that it is, and that is the year that we are in. So if you uh, have come back in time or come forward in time and you've been running you know, store to store asking people, what day is it? And they say Friday or Thursday. And you say, no, what year? And they won't answer the question for you. Luckily, you found this podcast and you know it's 2013. To quote Ron White, you just ended a sentence in nine prepositions. <laughs> so that voice you heard, that stalwart, mellifluous tones coming over the airwaves to you, that voice that has caused cows to produce directly cream out of their udders <laughs> because it's so sweet is the voice of Mark Cockrell. Welcome back to the year 2013, Mark. How was the previous year? I once used the phrase mellifluous on a podcast, the, the podcast about podcasting, and both hosts look at me like I had just grown a two-by-four out of my left nostril. They had never heard that word. I have. And, and to I answer your question, 2012 was good to me. 2013 is going to be even better. Awesome. And there's another person in this podcast right now that's that's there on the live stream if you're looking. He's the guy that listens to too much reggae. Uh, and that is Mr. Don R. Sullivan. And Don, how has 2013 been to use so far? Welcome back I'm, to the United States of America. Yes, I'm so totally here, both in 2013 and in America. It's great. We started the year in Estonia, which... Uh, according to most folks that have been asking, equates to Russia, apparently. So everyone asked, how was Russia? Don't know. I didn't see it. I'm not a jerk. I'm not going to point that out. So I just say, great. It was really good. We enjoyed it a lot. What's How, how's, how was one portion of the former Eastern Bloc? <laughs> <laughs> how was a very small country that you didn't even know existed outside of Dilbert Comics until your family moved there? Yeah, same difference. <laughs> Which, by the way, makes brings me to a very happy point. I got a Dilbert calendar for Christmas. Sweet. That, that makes nice. me so happy. I'm I'm very happy about that. My wife gets me a yearly calendar every year for, and as long as they made them, it was Farside. And then you know, after Farside, oh. she's been kind of just hunting and pecking for what she could do. And this year, I said, you know what, I want this year, honey, I want a Dilbert calendar. And she said, okay, because she's awesome, and she found me a Dilbert calendar. Now that I'm a cube dweller. Uh, for the last seven months, I'm beginning to understand Dilbert a little more. Yeah, it does make sense sometimes. My my one that's on my desk right now, queued up. Uh, <laughs> you have to loan that to me. Um, the one that's queued up for me um, right now, waiting. In other words, I'm supposed to be back in the office next Wednesday. The the one that's sitting at, which is I couldn't wait. I had to read ahead all the way through the days that I'm supposed to be gone, but I was, but so I've already read all the way through next Tuesday is the guy comes up and says to Dilbert, have you got a minute? He says, sure. I have a minute allocated today for things that are totally meaningless. And he said, Oh, this, well, this isn't meaningless. He goes, sorry, I can't help you then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any time allocated for that. <laughs> and that's the end of the cartoon. It was awesome. Anyway, uh, those have been following the podcast for the last, few months know about my marathon uh marathon aspirations and so hit a milestone this last saturday the longest i've ever run 11 miles uh on purpose all at once and um thank you thank you very much and this week is supposed to be 12 um had a little knee pain about halfway through the the 11 miles which was not fun 
But I think all I need is a choke pat knee strap, and I'll be fine. I had one of those you. before. You're welcome. And uh, I think that'll uh, that'll help me out. So I'm, I'm getting a new choke pat tomorrow, and that should that should take care of that. So uh, wasn't he a Vietnamese paint, dictator in the seventies? Yeah, I think he's didn't he do Gangnam Style? Uh, uh, anyway, it's a uh, knee. Any other racially fun. insensitive historical <laughs> comments we could come up with? Yeah. But speaking of knee pain, Mark, have you are you in any pain right now? Um, I am. <laughs> the The exact quote I have in the show notes is what I said to my wife: "Ain't never pulled no muscle on no couch." Yes, that's the way we talk when we're off the air. Um, <laughs> I in in my effort to uh, lead a healthier lifestyle and be a healthier person, I've injured myself. Yay for healthy! It happens. Yes. I was uh, out this Saturday um, riding around my, my daughters. All three of them got brand new bicycles for Christmas because we had to trash their other ones when we moved. But anyway, so they all got new ones. And my middle one in particular has been a bicycle fanatic. And it inspired me. I, I used to ride regularly, but it's probably been 8 to 10, maybe 18 months since I rode on a regular basis. Uh, so this Saturday, I got my bike out. And I decided my goal was I'm going to make it up the hill because I live at the bottom of a hill. He does. I've seen it. I made it about um, 300 feet up the hill and decided I'm going to do circles around the cul-de-sac instead. (laughs) 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 So I did about 15 laps, which I estimated to be roughly a mile of riding. And uh, with my daughter literally running circles around me. Um, she was having a blast. I was huffing and puffing like a fat man does when he tries to ride after almost two years. And then, um, when it came time to, uh, to put the bike away, I was heading up to the house and we have a little, about a three inch curb on our driveway. And the, uh, 20 year old who's still trapped inside my brain said, Oh, this is a no brainer. You get to the curb, you pop up the front wheel, you go over the curb. No big deal. And about the yeah, time, that's the problem, no brain. Right. About the time I said, uh, no big deal, my 40-year-old body went, wait a minute, what did you, ow, because what happened was I missed, I actually did the little pop thing quite nicely, mistimed it, hit the curb anyway, threw my rotund form over the front of the uh, bike and landed squarely on the rather unforgiving concrete of my driveway. And in the process, I bruised myself pretty badly on my right knee and my right elbow and i'm relatively certain tore my right pectoral muscle and that hurt a lot not fun so muscles are never fun it was much safer to be on the couch saturday which didn't quite in the short term in the short term it's safer so they say mark has not yet seen firsthand evidence that's right yeah that's funny so Don, what's up with you, man? Oh, uh, we're, we're chicken around the horn here. What's up with yep. Don Sullivan? What's up? We're making another go of it. We're gonna try Weight Watchers again. Um, for anybody that has kept track of us, us being the Sullivans, we've done. This will be our third attempt at Weight Watchers. Our second. I'm hoping our second serious attempt. Because last time we said we're doing Weight Watchers again. Weight Watchers was great last time. First time we did Weight Watchers. Um, I was I was doing my thing. I was well on the way to losing 100 pounds. My wife lost quite a bit of weight as well. I don't know if she's comfortable with me sharing numbers, but a, a, seven thousand pounds. But she really only needs to lose about ten. Yeah, that's, what, that's true. 
So didn't you, you try the whole uh, vegan thing for a while? I remember something about that. We're going uh, vegan. We went vegan for a week when Abby's dad was here on vacation. He is a severe heart patient. Uh, he's got a blown out kidneys and blown out liver. And um, so his he can't take all the good medicines that you see on the commercials on TV because they all say, consult your physician if you have heart, liver, lung, kidney problems. If you've um, ever stubbed your toe, you can't take yeah. this medicine. Exactly, and he has done all of those things with all of those organs. So he had uh, he has limited options. So his daughter at one point said, "Try to be vegan," and he really liked it. He felt really, really good being vegan, but he couldn't sustain the lifestyle. So um, that's anyway. that's my experience with the low carb thing. I tried yeah. it, had good results, couldn't sustain it. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a chapter I'm writing in my book. Wait, what did Aaron just say? What bomb did he just drop on the interwebs? A book. Yes. There's a chapter I'm writing on a book about dieting in general and how, you know, the whole thing we've talked about many times about verb versus noun uh, and the sustainability of, of, of diet changes versus being on a diet. And, uh, and the more I talked, the more I thought about it, and the more I wrote about it, the more, how, more I believe it's true. It really is. But anyway, uh, so Don, you're, have you started back yet? Have you paid the money? Are you signed up? Are you, are you going to meetings? We started today. So, yeah, um, Abby went to her first meeting in a long time yesterday. I've never been a meetings guy. I've been the guy that says, cook it and I'll eat it. So, and I actually encourage, I usually am the one so that you're says, the cook this. the field of dreams of Weight Watchers? <laughs> yes. Cook it and I will eat it. Yeah, that's the that's the field of dreams of fat people too. So, if you, you be cook careful. it, I will eat. <laughs> yes. So, um we uh, yeah, yeah usually I'm the guy that's like ooh cook this thing that has foods that we've never had that the picture looks delicious on the Weight Watchers website it's right. quinoa and super, super berries food. yeah <laughs> so we don't yeah I usually get us in trouble with that anyway yeah we started tonight we had spicy black bean soup it was delicious and uh, we're gonna make a make a serious run at it. Awesome. Well, we're doing, we're still doing the paleo thing, at least for dinner most of the time. I usually will shoot that way on breakfast unless I grab a fast food breakfast, but lunch, not so much. Just kind of take whatever comes for lunch. So I take my lunch, but I take leftovers that usually is paleo because I've had a paleo dinner. So tonight we had grilled pork loin. You take a big pork loin, you cut it into chops, basically. And then this cabbage dish that I don't even know what you call it. It's just like shredded cabbage and bacon. And you stick it in a skillet and you stir fry it you had me at bacon and it is awesome it is so good and um yeah that's that's some good stuff but anyway so tonight is going to be a little bit different show this is not a this is not the periodic table which is on thursday nights at 10 o'clock if you're eastern time if you're if you're in for a little frivolity um this is not a show where we typically do a lot of stuff about news articles some you know we had a for a while we had an in the news thing where i would just mention an article that i found interesting until i got tired of uh, hearing the same things over and over and over, and it was hard to find something that felt felt pertinent each week. I didn't want to just have fluff, um, unless it's cranberry fluff, which I really like. Not really. I'm joking. I prefer cranberry sauce. I don't like cranberry fluff. But I've, I've just, in the course of a week, <clears throat> stumbled across two articles that I thought were interesting, and then a third article that I felt like really warranted, warranted a discussion because the article touches on something bigger than just the single topic of the article. So the first one, guys, and on the post, I don't know if anybody's actually in the chat room. You know, we we changed our time. 
first time of the new year. I'm going to put the put the the link in the chat room just in case somebody's actually in the chat room. If you're watching the live stream, because I know we have a few people watching the live stream, if you go to elementop.com forward slash live, elementop.com forward slash live, there's a chat window over on the right. You can jump in the chat there. And uh, if you see the chat window, if you get in the chat window, then we can give you the links. You can give us feedback. And we don't, we don't mention that enough to people. Um, so anyway, also, for those that might be listening to this, we normally record Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. Uh, and this is just the way my brain works, so forgive me that I said we're starting on an article. Now I'm talking about different things. Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, we are attempting to transition to YouTube as our streaming media. So uh, you may see a link in, uh, on Facebook.com forward slash one meal one workout linking you to YouTube. Uh, or you can always just go to elementopi.com forward slash live for any of the Element Opie shows. But anyway, all right. So the article I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, this is the season of the sniffles, right? How many people, how many of you guys have had somebody you knew that or yourself that has been sniffing in the last little bit? Uh, as I worked today, one of my coworkers stopped by the office and I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Man, you sound sound tough. And she said, "I'm just kidding." <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> yeah, the nose got running bad. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. So, interesting article, and the title is "Work Out to Fight Colds, but Not Too Hard." And this is actually from Weather.com. Believe it or not, I've got a health article from Weather.com. And guys, just take a quick peek at it. There, uh, regular, 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 <laughs> or as my son says, regularly are. Regular are, uh, moderate exercise can hold by as much as a third. That's that's fairly significant. Regular moderate exercise can raise your resistance against colds by as much as a third. Aha! But here's the caveat. Are you ready? Are you ready? But strenuous exercise may have the opposite effect. So what this article says, uh, in a nutshell, and this is this is just one of the little nuggets that I found, that if you're a regular worker out or guy, I think what this article says in a nutshell is help. Let me out. I'm in a nutshell. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, is that if you're active, it actually boosts your immune system, boosts your resistance to colds and things like that. But if you really, really, really stress yourself out, like for example, training for a marathon, hello. Uh, it can actually make your immune system slightly suppressed. So uh, if you see me wearing a little mask and sanitizing my hands a lot over the next few weeks, you'll know why I'm trying to protect myself during my strenuous exercise of marathon preparation. Get your uh, flu shot if you haven't. This is, this, uh, this is just my public service message. Uh, this is said to shaping up to be a really uh, tough flu season. Lots of people getting hit really hard with it. I forget all the quack science that says the formaldehyde will kill you and go get a flu shot. I would recommend it. So flu shots are great. Here's another article from runner's world this time. Interesting article. And there's not a lot of these articles like this one that I find that I agree with almost everything in. Uh, but this one I did, and it's incredible weight loss myths exposed. Uh, the little blurb at the top says, read the surprising truth about 14 popular diet strategies, strategies, I just cannot talk tonight, that just don't work and find out which ones will actually help you take the next big step towards slimming down for good. And I'm not going to read all 14 of these. 
But just for example, I'm going to I'm going to I'm not going to read you the entirety of the article. It's a long article. Just just give us twelve. You don't have to do all. I'm going to I'm going to hit you. I'm going to give you the myth. To lose weight, cut carbs or fat. Hmm, that's a myth. Yes, it is. Cut carbs. And Exercise fat. in the fat burning zone. That's a myth. They say it is. Many bills, many many M I N I, or M A N Y, either one, are better than three hearty ones. Lift less weight with more reps to get toned. You can make up weekend splurges. You have to ban bad foods. There's lots of recipes. I'm scrolling through the recipes. Eating at night causes weight gain. Low-fat foods are a healthy choice. Weightlifting will only bulk you up. I mean, it's, it's like they went, basically what they did is they went and took um, all the articles the, head, the, the the titles of every article on every fitness website for the last six months. I mean, that's all the things that people talk yeah, about. Yeah, or all the, the magazines down. you see at the checkout stand. That exactly. that was the headline of every magazine at the head at the checkout stand I've seen in the last six months. That's a very nice cat there, Don. I like your cat. Draws your cats in the camera. Yeah, he, cats on mm, the camera. Yeah, I'll tell you. All right. So uh, that that was just two asides. But the main article that I wanted to get into is from somebody named Kate Deering at katedeering.com. I'd never heard of her until I came across this article. Uh, Nutrition, fitness, lifestyle coaching. So apparently she's a, a lifestyle, a health trainer person. Um, serving clients locally in Salona Beach, Del Mar. I can never remember how to say that. La Jolla. La Jolla. La Jolla. La Jolla. La Jolla. La Jolla. Rancho Santa Fe, or by phone or Skype, anywhere in the country. Maybe we can get her on the show. So back in November, she wrote an article called The Biggest Loser, Inspirational or Harmful Message. Let me just ask you guys, Mark and Don, are you fans of The Biggest Loser television show? Be honest now. I've never seen an episode of it. Never seen an episode. Don? We don't have cable. But I do have an opinion about it. Not having seen it doesn't change the fact that I have an opinion about it. Well, you know, it's inspired me a couple of times, especially back in the day. You know, I I think I might have mentioned before that uh, the first time I ever ran, it happened because I was walking and I thought, man, I wish I could run because it would help me lose weight faster. And I thought, if those guys on The Biggest Loser can run, I can run. And I did. So, Mark, what's your opinion about the show you've never seen? Well, what I like about it, and there are very few shows like it is that they show fat people working out. All right? Hear me on this. Because every exercise video, every uh, infomercial, is a toned and fit, ripped guy saying, this is what you need to do to look like me. And the the reality is, these people have never been fat. They might have been a little pudgy at one point right after they gave birth to a child. But they've never weighed 700 pounds. They have no freaking clue what it's like to be a really fat guy and to try to exercise. They don't have a clue. So on this show, you see real people exercising. You see, A, that it sucks, and B, that it works. And I think those are valuable messages. Right. And that, and that is probably one or two, however you want to lump it together, uh, of the, the few positive things about it. And just the fact, seeing people lose weight. It's positive. However, uh, and I've had some reservations about the show as I've thought about it more and more. This lady, katedeering.com, breaks it down. 
Uh, who is, by the several- way, one of those beautiful, trim, petite women who probably was a cheerleader in high school. Probably. But we don't know that. Um, but we, her, I think her points are all valid. And I actually want to take the time to talk about her points because I think her points are valid health issue points in general about losing weight and getting fit. So number one, uh, number one complaint, top 10, number one complaint. Sorry, I went to David Letterman all of a sudden. Unhealthy weight loss. Uh, on that show, I saw, I know one particular time, I saw a guy lose 27 pounds in one week. That's a lot of weight. And that's not a healthy level. Yeah. 27 pounds. That's crazy. Most things that I've read, uh, in fact, if you were to read a book by me, you might even find a recommendation of cutting about 500 calories a day, which will lose you about a pound a week. Um, you know, a pound or two a week is, a, is about the most you want to do. And there's reasons for that because guess what? When you lose 27 pounds, if you really lose 27 pounds of fat, it has to go somewhere. It, and you don't just magically sweat it out. <laughs> you do. There's some, there's some weight loss, some water loss, but you do lose um, actual tissue. That fat gets converted into uh, toxins and, and lipids and you know discharge and things like that. And that has to be filtered out by your kidneys and your liver and has to come out in your urine and your feces and your sweat. And 27 pounds, I mean, that's just overloading that system. That is just crazy overload on that system. It's really not designed to filter that kind of stuff out. That's why you that's why they have to to really monitor people who do the Atkins diet. If you really are serious about the Atkins diet, um, you guys are familiar with that, you know, the whole Oh, idea yeah. of ketosis absolutely you know you, you don't eat any carbs you put yourself your body in this uh, this uh artificial state of ketosis and basically your body just starts flushing the fat out of your body and you've got to you've got to monitor your urine to make sure you don't get too much protein in your urine and damage your kidneys is basically what you got to do uh this is the same kind of thing so and that's the extreme end of it by the way that's not actually the atkins that's just the low carb thing Atkins said you do, I think, a two-week, maybe a three-week cleanse, and then you start adding carbs back in. Just right. being but, honest, but even be that, fair. But even in that three weeks, you're going to get in that state. Right. In about four or five days, you're going to get into ketosis. So, yeah, you don't stay in that. You can't stay in it forever, which is on my whole point about diet and uh, versus diet. But anyway, uh, but you know, somebody losing two pounds is not great television. That's her point, you know. <laughs> 474 pound johnny he lost two pounds this week Woo! it doesn't make for good television the show would have to be weight loss it would have to be um a season would have to be like 97 weeks long right (laughs) it just doesn't work so the healthiest loser would be the name of the show all right secondly uh and mark this this is the flip side of what you're talking about exercising it does it is it does show fat people exercising it shows fat people exercising successfully which I think is important. It shows them lifting weights and walking and running on treadmills. Uh, you know, the last, I think, six seasons, they had the, the final four or whatever run a marathon, and they successfully did it. So this is not, I mean, they really are working out. But the thing is, um, the level of working out that they are doing a lot, on a lot with a lot of these people is, is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, over the top is too cliche. It's it's unrealistic for somebody to duplicate in real life, and it could be unhealthy. Um, luckily, they're monitored by doctors. I mean, I'm sure they do blood work and everything else on them, but just the stress that it puts on your body to go from being 
pretty much sedentary. Most of these people are pretty sedentary to working out four or eight hours a day is, is not good. So how am I applying this now? What, why, you know, this, I want, I want to take each of these points, apply them to you, the listener, if you're out there and you're the person that, that wants to get shape, get in shape. Don't feel like this is what I always did. <clears throat> Mark, Don, tell me if you've done something similar, sit around, get down on myself cause I'm fat and lazy. Decide I'm going to do something about it by golly. And so I'm going to start working out and I go work out one time and I work out so hard because I'm so fired up that then I can't move the next day and I'm sore and then I don't work out again. I don't know how many times I've done that. I signed up for a boot camp one time when I couldn't <laughs> walk for three days. <laughs> True story. <laughs> there was an episode of uh, Perfect Strangers you said, about boot camp. that. <laughs> I signed up for a boot camp one day. <laughs> What were you saying, Mark? There was an episode of Perfect Strangers, that classic 80s sitcom uh, uh-huh. about that, oh, where they, they went and, and they, they worked out and they walked in going, I feel massive. This is amazing. The best workout ever. And they got up the next morning and they couldn't move. And I, and, and I, I say that because it's so common that an 80s sitcom could make fun of it. It's a very common thing. Right. Oh, bulky. The, yes. The, uh, the bulky, yeah. Bucky, I want to Got first place in a in a uh, trivia night contest at a restaurant one time because I knew the bonus bonus question, which was what island was Balky from. So uh, yeah, this people who stress their bodies through exercise, your body adapts to it. That's what it does. Uh, your your tendons get stronger, your ligaments get stronger, your muscles get stronger, your bones get more dense, which is why they recommend moderate, you know, light to moderate uh, resistance training for elderly people. If you've been doing nothing but sitting for 10 years, you are not ready to do that. So approach exercise incrementally, especially if you're starting from zero. <clears throat> All right, number three, nutrition. I like her first sentence. The constant food advertising on The Biggest Loser irritates the crap out of me. <laughs> That's good journalism right there. I love Does she that. watch on the toilet then? I guess. Um, there's nothing like a highly processed 300-calorie meal to get you going. Yeah, the... Uh, you know, it does. It is rife with advertisers now. You know, hundred calorie snack packs, spray butter, extra gum, egg substitutes, that kind of thing. We know on this show, at least, we I promote Mark and Don go along with it. Uh, eating whole, healthier foods, I think, are always the better option. I eat processed food. I, I admit it. I'm not. I'm not trying to lie. I had a goo pack while I was running 11 miles this weekend. It's about as processed as you can get. It looks like toothpaste. I don't even know what's in it. All I know is it says on the outside of it, 110 calories in caffeine, and I stuck it in my mouth and ate it at eight miles, and I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. But uh, but in general, you know, fresh veggies or frozen veggies, good lean cuts of meat or fat cuts of meat, doesn't really matter as long as you don't gorge on the fat, um, are better. They're better for you in, in general. So <clears throat> the paleo thing that we've talked about more uh, so many times, you can go back and listen to multiple podcasts we've done about paleo. So yeah, they don't, they don't, I don't think they model people eating healthy. Uh, and, you know, goes right into number four diet. Um, starving themselves. They've, they have gone from 5,000 calories a day to uh, 1,200 calories a day. Of course, they're going to lose weight. <laughs> they're going to lose weight. They're, they're not eating anything and they're working out four to eight hours a day. I love this one statement that says, 
To be fair, the show needs to be honest and tell viewers, The Biggest Loser is a place where we put 15 contestants under constant food deprivation and exercise stress for three months. And whoever survives wins. <laughs> so, uh, again, I think the idea of modeling um, eating better, making better choices, and they, and they do some of that, and talking about them controlling their eating and the ones who don't start snacking, you know, saying, hey, watch out, you can really, you can damage your gains very easily by just snacking yourself back to a um, back up your calorie level back up. I think that's good. But the, uh, the overall idea of starving yourself, I would recommend I'm no doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. Dr. Oz, everybody I've ever read that seems reputable recommends never go under 1200 calories. Yeah. Don, you went on a medically supervised extreme calorie restriction diet. And where were you at for day? 1200 calories exactly and that's there you go. that's the point at which the doctor said all right we stop now yes yeah so 1200 if you're doing if you're trying to do lower than 1200 calories okay I, i'll i'll approve that as your non-doctor non-dietitian non-nutritionist if you're four foot 11 weigh 90 pounds and don't exercise at all i'll let you do 1100 <laughs> other than that you need to eat 1200 or more uh you know most adult men you know tom cruise size or, or larger <laughs> <laughs> need to have 1800 to 2000 <laughs> those who don't represent the lollipop guild yes right uh it was so funny uh i was listening to a podcast one time this is a total aside um those of you that only care about nutrition and fitness you can just check out for a few minutes skip forward um, a little bit skip now don't do that because you might miss something really good but you can check out uh it was talking about <laughs> How come all the great actors are all short and they're talking about Tom Cruise and Jason Statham, all the action stars, you know, and Sylvester Stallone and the, and the guy, the main guy that was hosting the podcast. He's like, yeah, if you're short and you're handsome um, and you have a really big head, you become an actor. If you're short and you have a normal size head, you become a race car driver. <laughs> That's your only two options. If you're really short, you become a jockey, but that you have to be really, really short for that. And I just thought that was hilarious. If you're short and you have a big head, you're an actor. And if you're short and regular size, then, then you become a race car driver. But you have to be so, able to um, put the helmet on. If you can't put the helmet on, you got to go to the alternate route, I guess. Yeah, right. that's the whole thing. Yeah, if you couldn't you couldn't be a race car driver unless you were. I mean, I guess Tom Cruise can afford to buy a specially made large helmet for his big head. Days um, of Thunder, anyone? <clears throat> right. Exactly. Brewster's Millions, not Brewster's Millions. What was the name of that one? Uh, Kenny Rogers. Come on, help me out here. Ooh, I don't know. <sighs> Kenny Rogers movie. He was a race car driver. First six person pack. to Google it. Six pack. No, I don't know. No, that was the I one where he had six kids. I don't know. I, I want to say that was it, up. Don. That's, that's what I was thinking. But I didn't think that was right. Six pack. So Kenny, somehow a Google search for movie? Kenny Rogers uh, race car movie goes, shows up six pack. Yeah. Well, that's actually wow. what I thought. And I talked myself out of it. Go Don. Awesome. I was thinking Stroker confident. race, but that was, that was Burt Reynolds. That was Burt Reynolds. Right. So, um, number five on her list is, um, the prize. And this, this one probably impacted me the most. Uh, it, it talks, she's talking about how, about needing to have intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. You know, the, the whole idea that they're going to get $250,000 for doing this, which makes them do things that may not be great. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read this to you. Check out what season one winner Ryan Benson had to say about his, his experience. I wanted to win so bad that the last 10 days before the final weigh-in, I didn't eat one piece of solid food. If you've heard of the Master Cleanse, which I also talk about in my book, that's what I did. It's basically drinking lemonade made with water, lemon juice, maple syrup, and cayenne pepper. 
The rules of the show said we couldn't use any weight loss drugs. While I didn't take any drugs, I just starved myself. 24 hours before the final weigh-in, I stopped putting anything in my body, liquid or solid. Then I started using some old high school wrestling tricks. I wore a rubber suit while jogging on the treadmill and then spent a lot of time in the steam room. <clears throat> in the final 24 hours, I probably dropped 10 to 13 pounds in just pure water weight. By the time I, of the final weigh-in, I was peeing blood. Was this healthy? Heck no. My wife wanted to kill me if I didn't do it to myself first. But I was in a different place. I knew winning the show could put us in a better place financially, and I was willing to do some crazy stuff. All this torture I put myself through has had no lasting effects on me that I know of. And at the time, it was sort of a fun adventure for me, but I'm sure it wreaked havoc on my system. In the five days after the show was over, I gained 32 pounds. Not from eating, just from getting my system back to normal. So in five days, I was back up to 240. Crazy is the way he ends it. And then the her quote, which I haven't verified, it says, Ryan Bensick gained roughly 90 pounds back after the season was over. And then a, a shorter quote from Kai Hubbard, season three finalist. Before the last episode of The Biggest Loser, I dehydrated myself so I could take off 19 pounds in the last two weeks before weigh-in. So this is a person who's already lost you know, 60, 70, 90, 100 pounds, and they lose 19 more pounds in two weeks. I stopped eating solid foods, had two colonics, and sat in a sauna for hours before the weigh-in. Two weeks after the show was over, I put on 31 pounds. My hair started to fall out in clumps. I hadn't had my period in three months, and I could only sleep three hours a night. She says she fights every day to find, find some stability with her weight. So just the basic premise of the show that there's a $250,000 reward at the end of it causes people to make bad choices, really. Yeah, and they're, they're not making healthy lifestyle changes. They're in a 12-week program. There's a very big difference between those two things. Yeah, but with, with the, the problem is um, just like the teenagers that watch Dawson's Creek and think you're supposed to sleep with your boyfriend two weeks after you meet him uh, when you're 15 years old, it's presented like if you just had a trainer like this, you could do it too, almost. You know what I mean? It's, it, I know they, they know they, you know they're at a camp, and it's a special thing, and it's a 12-week, but it's not set up. The few times I've seen it, it doesn't feel like that they, they don't want, obviously, the viewer to be disconnected. They want that fat person to watch the show and feel like they're invested in it and that it could be something they could do maybe one day. Anyway, that's my, that's my take on it. Number six, the trainers. <clears throat> Nothing says tough love more than watching Jillian Michaels or Anna Kornikova make a 300-pound 50-year-old woman run on a treadmill at 8 miles per hour for 30 seconds. <laughs> I just love that sentence. Uh, so I, I think trainers are great. I, I believe believe in trainers i think trainers are professionals that know what they're doing and can help you exercise better healthier and motivate you um, but uh, i don't know i would i don't know if i don't one that one that yell it's a it's a lot of stress they're putting on the people i guess is what i'm saying uh, i love I like what what kate Deering.com, what she said in her point number six. Hey, Jillian, why don't you try running on a treadmill with a 180-pound pack on your back at eight miles per hour for 30 seconds? You might find it a little damaging to the joints of your knees, ankles, and hips. So um, anyway, uh, the uh, her basic take on it, Kate Deering, was that, dot com. Dot com, that the show <clears throat> in general is such, like Mark said, it's a premise. It's a 12-week thing. It's not it's not reality weight loss. 
um, that it can be harmful. It can set wrong expectations for people. She said she's had multiple heavy people come to her as a trainer and mention the show and want results like the show and ask how come they didn't and be disappointed when they didn't lose 20 pounds in the first week and uh, those kind of things. And so I'm just saying to you out there listening, it is so important if you're listening to this podcast, you're just starting your journey to fitness or maybe you're partway down your journey to fitness that you set goals, but you set reality-based goals, attainable goals, um, because I guarantee you setting a goal of losing 20 pounds a week and failing at it is not nearly as beneficial as setting a goal of two pounds a week and succeeding at it 10 times. All right. I mean, simple math. I know. <clears throat> so, uh, watch the show, be inspired, pick up some tricks about some exercises they might do. Watch that person run the marathon and think to yourself, you know what? If they can run a marathon, I can run a marathon, but don't starve yourself. Don't eat tons of processed food. Don't feel like you have to work out six hours a day to lose weight. And don't expect yourself to see the same kind of uh, changes that they have because you won't. You shouldn't. I hope you don't. And I mean that in well, it's It's like Mark was talking about earlier. It's television. They have to make good television. And, you know, there's a cost for that. And unfortunately, the cost in this case is these people's bodies and their health. But, yeah. you know, I mean, that's the, even though I've never watched the show, that's the thing that I've always thought looking at the premise is that if I could take off work for 12 weeks and do nothing but work out and be monitored by coaches and, you know, medical professionals the entire time and then have the accountability of worldwide television staring at me the entire time, yeah, I would probably lose a lot of weight too. But there's this right. thing called life and I'm not willing to disconnect from that. So, you know, the rest of us have to do something. Like, like you say, are in a little more reality-based. And, and I've never seen, like I said, I, I don't have a lot of context. Have they ever gone back and tracked the progress of people four, five, eight years later? I, I, you I, know, how long has the show been on here? I don't even know that. It's been on a while. I don't know how, I don't know. I want to say I might have saw an episode one time where they went back and, like, maybe they brought in this guy, Ryan, that was talking that gained 90 pounds back. That They brought in the season one winner, and he still looked good. I mean, especially considering how much weight he'd lost. Um, you know, he went from 480 pounds to 250. So even though he gained back 60 pounds, uh, he still looked great compared to where he started as far as health. He still looked healthy is what I'm trying to say. Um, but I don't know if they do that or not, to be honest with you. There's another show <clears throat> out there. And I don't want to just go out into the weeds on it. Uh, called extreme weight loss. Is that what it's called? Does anybody know? There was a, an extreme a, makeover weight loss edition. I don't know if it's still around, but I remember. I that think one. that is it. Yes, it's the extreme home. It's the same company, and this guy is a little more realistic in the sense that he comes and lives with you, Don. So you don't have to quit your whole life. Okay, for like six weeks, something like that. Maybe maybe even two months, three months, and then he goes away. But he gets you an in-home gym, and he. You know, he, he so basically gives you he gives you three two or three months or whatever of very highly supervised re-education of how to be healthy, how to eat better, how to exercise. Then he goes away, and then at the end of the year, you have goals that you've tried to reach, <clears throat> um, and it's all healthy, healthier uh, speed of of weight loss. You know, um, it's a quick Google search shows that it's still on the air. It aired 
the last episode was in August, so it's uh, on hiatus, presumably, and we'll be back in the spring or summer. So, yeah, yeah, I was it, thinking, man, we should have Googled this show before we started started talking, started about, talking it. about it. Yeah. So I went on Wikipedia and was just blown away because I searched The Biggest Loser. It is on season 14 in America. They have a version of this show in 27 different countries or regions. Wow. That's a lot of Biggest Losers. It is. <clears throat> and I've seen of lots of Biggest Loser local competitions you know the the two of the last three places i've worked in recent years had extreme weight loss biggest loser competitions and the third of the three is my own company and i haven't done that so (laughs) yeah the the season one winner ryan lost quote unquote uh 122 pounds so it's a 12-week thing in the last three weeks he started out at 330 in the last three weeks, he lost 32 pounds. So that is just, um, that's just crazy. So a hundred, what'd you say? 160 pounds? How, how much? He lost 122 pounds in total. 122 pounds in 12 weeks. So that's 10 pounds per week that he was losing on average. Yes. But, but it was an accelerated curve at the end. So yeah. yeah, well he, he, so it has it right here. It has his numbers. They break it down for you. Week one, he lost 19 pounds. Then he lost three. He lost 14, then he lost 13, then he lost 3, then he lost 16, then he lost 9, then he lost 3, then he lost 10. He went home for three weeks and lost 32 more over those three weeks. Of course, based on his his uh, his feedback there. That, yeah, he's that being bud. Him, yeah, he lost that 32 pounds. He lost that last 32 pounds, most of it probably in like the last three or four days. And it was mostly weight loss, I mean water loss. <clears throat> there's actually, in the thanks to Wiki, there's a did they keep the weight loss section. Prior to the start of season four, a special episode was shown revisiting past contestants to see if they kept their weight off. Only Andrea and Kelly Mack were featured, but on the official website, Aaron was also interviewed. Andrea, who lost 59 pounds in the competition, lost another five. She had, this made her the only contestant featured to actually maintain her weight loss. Uh, (laughs) Aaron, not me. Who was eliminated the third week and, lo- and lost twenty five of a uh, and losing twenty five of sixty one pounds at home, gained twenty four pounds to bring his total weight loss back to one pound. Mm. Wow! <clears throat> so, um, not to not to, to beat this into the ground, but uh, on the se- second to last episode of the Biggest Loser Family's trainer Bob mentioned that season one winner, winner Ryan. Weighed as much today as he did when he first came to the ranch, indicating he had gained all the weight back and says he had learned nothing. Since the show aired in 2004, Benson has gained, since regained all but 10 or 12 pounds. The special Where Are They Now, which aired on November 25th, 2010, showed Benson's trailer trainer, Gillian Michaels, confronting the season one renter. Uh, Ryan noted that he no longer felt the pressure of keeping the weight off once the show was over. So... What do you wow. know? You put him in a highly, highly uh, stylized, arbitrary situation, and he loses weight. You take him out of it, and he goes back to exactly the way it was before. Because he didn't really learn anything, just like you said. Yeah, because there was still a McDonald's down the street. Well, the, the I think the problem is, versus the extreme home, home weight loss edition thing, whatever it's called, is this, they do nine weeks in this really super controlled environment, and they have three weeks at home. The other show is more like three week, three months, 
with the trainer and nine months at home or something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers. Maybe one of y'all can Google it while I blab. But it's it's more along those lines where you know he gives feedback as he goes, but it's it is a more of a um, big uh, <clears throat> lifestyle change. And in fact, one of the one of the incentives for that show is they have to lose a certain amount of weight and keep it off to a certain point. Uh, and if they do that, then they will pay for their skin removal surgery because these guys are these guys are in this show are bigger than the guys from The Biggest Loser in general. They these are. Five, six hundred, seven hundred pound guys. Uh, and I, don't, I think the biggest person on the biggest loser has been five fifty, maybe. And I think some of these guys are in the six hundred pound range. I may be wrong, maybe making it up. Uh, but the the general idea they they gave is these are extreme. Hence the name of the show: more extreme cases. Yeah, I, I used to think about I'm seventy five pounds bigger than most of the guys on the Biggest Loser. <laughs> that was right. one of the things I thought about quite a bit. So. <clears throat> Any comments, guys? I, I, I just that article really struck a chord in me when I read that because it is weight loss and healthcare, uh, weight loss and fitness is such a huge thing in the United States, uh, and it's it is such a business. Um, but I think what it uh, goes to show is, and we've said this before, is everything works. The cabbage soup diet works. The three-day diet works. The the no-carb diet works. The no-protein diet works. The the sit-in-a-sauna for 27 hours a day, not even possible, works. All these crazy things work, but, but none of them result in a long-term change in your life. If you want to change your life, you have to change your lifestyle. And, right. you know, that's been our mantra on this show for, for 77 episodes. Well, a couple of them we were kind of silly, but for about seventy-three or so good episodes, um, that's what we've talked about. Is it's it's not a it's not a um, not a thing that you do for a while. It's not a I did a diet and now I am no longer doing it. It's not a I did an exercise program and no, now I'm no longer doing it. It is the way you're going to live from now on, and that's the only way it's going to work long term. Well said, Mark. Well said. And with that, if Sean were here, he would say, great show. But <laughs> I'm he's sure not he here, would. So, so uh, if you're out there and you're listening to this and <clears throat> you disagree with me and you think that The Biggest Loser is the greatest show ever, I would love you to take me to town. Just email me, double A-R-O-N, Aaron, at one meal one workout.com, or you can go to elementopi.com. That's elementopi, as in Taylor, dot com. And up in the right-hand corner, there's a little widget button thingy that you click, put in your phone number, and Google Voice will call you and let you leave a voicemail berating me about your favorite show. Um, or anything else you want to berate him about. Sure. Why not? If you don't like the fact that I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt tonight, you're like, why are you wearing a sleeveless shirt? Because I'm showing off the gun. That's what I'm doing. Not really. It's just because it was the one that was that I had put on the other night for like 30 minutes to wear, to work out, and then ended up not working out because my knee was hurting. So I took it back off and laid it there to put it back on today. And that's, oh, that's why I'm wearing it. That's way too much information. Um, <clears throat> we'd love to hear from you. Um, I know we have lots of people out there listening and uh, mostly based on the fact that whenever we missed a couple of shows, we got email about it. Uh, but it'd be nice to hear from you uh, in a positive sense, not just in a, Hey, where are you sense? So give us some feedback. Show topics. If you have somebody out there you'd like us to try to get on the show, you think they maybe know something that we need to 
to help spread the news about. We would love to have some suggestions of hosts. I mean, guests. We're hosts. We need guests. We've got plenty of hosts. We have the trifecta of hosts. We need guests. Um, otherwise, what I'm going to do is every week we're going to talk about Don's Weight Watcher Diet. That's it. That's my threat. Yay. An hour of Weight Watchers Diet. We're going to talk in detail about what Don had. We're going to break down Don's diet. How many points? His meal plan. Yep. <laughs> how many points he had. Uh, and then we'll take bets on the points. Like we'll do a point spread. <laughs> Yep, and then by, if if we're if we just completely fall off the wagon on week three, it's 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 going to be a bad show at that point. Podcast. We're going to need you guys so bad. Yeah. So how's the points oh. going on? I don't know. <clears throat> I will say this: uh, still looking for people to sponsor. I've got the, the the sponsors are trickling in. If you'd like to donate to the American Cancer Society. Uh, and support me in the marathon, but give some money to the American Cancer Society to help stomp out that evil thing called cancer. Go to one meal one workout.com, the number one meal number one workout.com. There's a sponsor me thing there. Uh, you can read about how to do that. And the other thing is, I, I just a little, little shout out to Dean Carnazes, the ultra marathon man. He was nice enough. I posted on his Facebook page, and he has this is a guy who's considered probably the he is probably the most well known uh, distance runner alive today. More people know who Dean Carnassus is probably than anybody else. Um, and for example, let's see, he's got eighty four, eighty three and a half thousand people, you know, on his Facebook page. So he's fairly popular. That's more than I've got. Uh, like his Facebook page, I posted two separate questions, and he responded to both of them. And that just really warmed my heart that he'd be willing to do that. Not only does he look at his Facebook page, he took the time to respond and even like my question. Look at that. That's the kind of guy he is. Um, most of what he does now is running for charity and speaking to people about being healthy. And so I just want to give a shout out to Dean. That'd be a guy I'd love to have on the show. That'd be awesome. Um, so let's start a campaign, everybody. Everybody go on Dean Carnass's website and say, you need to be on that One Mill Workout podcast. Those guys are awesome. And uh, that'd be fantastic. Anyway, all right. <clears throat> That's it. I'm done. going to end the show the way I always end the show. I'm going to say, hey, you... Before you work out eight hours a day, eat 300 calories, and sign up for The Biggest Loser, I'd recommend you talk to somebody that knows more about it than me, preferably your healthcare provider. That's before you start any diet or exercise program, though, to be clear. And I'm done. See you.